reading is from Acts chapter 11, verses 19 to 26, and you can find it on page 1115 in your pew Bibles. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen travelled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus and Antioch, telling the message only to Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived, he saw the evidence of the grace of God. He was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all of their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Let's, uh, let's pray as we gather around God's word. Well, thank you for that image of your church in action. And Lord, we want to be a church that is active, not just active for the sake of activity, but uh, active in expressing our worship in the whole of our lives as we gather and as we scatter through the week. So as we approach this series, Lord God, may you be speaking to us. Speak to us now, we pray. Amen. <coughs> so, Sunday by Sunday, we gather in this place. The retired busy crowd, the living life to the full crowd, the uncertain in faith crowd, the confident disciples crowd, the juggling work and family crowd. I'm not sure if you fit into one of those categories. And we all come together in worship and we express our unity in Christ and our deepest desire to follow him in every area of our lives day by day. And to be honest, we're a pretty rum bunch. Well, you are anyway. <laughs> uh, we bring different experiences of life, different perspectives, and we come together. And we have to ask the question, how can our worship on Sunday empower us for the lives we long to live for Christ out in the world Monday to Saturday. Now, sadly, that doesn't always happen in our experience of church, does it? Sadly, sometimes there is a bit of a disconnect. I won't use an example from this church because I'm sure it would never happen here. But I was, um, a good few years ago now, um, I was um, considering applying for a post in uh, a different part of, um, of the country 
And um, I had the opportunity to do uh, an incognito visit to this church to see if it might be uh, the place that God was calling me to. And it was very convenient because it just so happened that my nephew was being christened in this church one Sunday morning just after the previous vicar had left. And so it meant I could go along and no one knew that I was there spying the place out to wonder whether it might be the place God was calling me to. And there were three baptisms and those three families all had different levels of connection with the church. Uh, They'd all bought, bought friends and family members with them so the church was pretty much packed out. Baptisms were great. And then there was a sermon just after that, and it was a retired vicar taking the service. He was probably in his late 70s. And um, he'd chosen this really obscure passage. I think it was from Ezekiel, although I can't remember because I can't remember anything about what he said, apart from the fact that it was just so obscure. And he waffled on for about 20 minutes about this passage, and nothing he said had any relevance whatsoever to the baptisms or to the baptism families or, as far as I could see, to any of us there. There was a disconnect between what was happening in church on that Sunday morning and the reality of everybody's daily lives. And that can so easily happen. And it was an opportunity missed. It was a great opportunity for real, real connection with people, real engagement with people who are at different stages of their Christian experience and journey and exploration. An opportunity to join the dots, so to speak. I wonder how you see church. What is church for you? What is Sunday worship about? Is it like a retreat house? What analogy would you use? A retreat house, a sort of escape from the pressures and the challenges of everyday life. An opportunity to shut ourselves away, to disconnect from all the stresses and strains. Or maybe church for you is more like a petrol station, a place to come to be refuelled, get a bit of a top-up for the next leg of the journey, stop you running dry. Maybe there's a sense in which church is something of a social club, a place to meet friends, a place to relax, a place to explore shared interests, to drink nice coffee, perhaps to combat loneliness. Maybe church is more like a school, a place of learning, exercising your grey matter, hopefully learning something useful. Maybe a, a hospital, an opportunity to be patched up and made whole, to be sent back into the world. What analogy would you use, I wonder, about what church is all about? All of those pick up perhaps one aspect of what church might be, but none of them is particularly adequate. Church, as we gather for worship, is a place of encounter with the living God, a place where we offer ourselves to God in worship and he offers himself to us. And at its best, a place where our gathered worship equips and inspires us to live out our faith where God has called us and where the realities of life can be brought before God and engaged with in meaningful and creative ways. The next slide uh, illustrates that. It's taken directly from uh, this book, Whole Life Worship. Um, Joe mentioned it earlier by Sam and Sarah Hargreaves. And it's got that image of gathered worship, first of all. So the dark dots on the left-hand side, bottom corner, 
That's about us gathering together away from others in the community, sharing together in worship on a Sunday or at other points during the week. The other images of the scattered worship as we're then sent out and we go to various places of work or leisure or our homes or schools, wherever those might be. And with what's called this virtuous circle, the idea is that our gathered worship, what we might do on a Sunday morning, inspires and empowers us and sends us out into our scattered lives. But also then that our scattered lives inform and shape and are funneled into our gathered worship together. It's not just a one-way thing. Each one feeds the others, the other. And that's what we'll be exploring a little bit more over these weeks ahead. What might that look like in practice? Making connections between Sunday worship and everyday living. We'll be doing that within our morning service series and in our life groups as well. And it's not about the style of worship. There's no sense in which just because a church has drums and guitars and vicars in casual clothes that necessarily connects better with everyday life. But we'll be exploring together what whole life worship looks like when we're gathered and when we're scattered. And I think the early church gives us plenty of pointers for what's that, what that's about and many of the passages we'll be looking at over the next few weeks are drawn from the New Testament, from Paul's letters. That reading this morning from Acts 11 struck me as one where the church is just active, engaging with issues around them in the context of persecution and and suffering. And there's a sense of vibrancy, there's a sense of a community full of life, making an impact in a challenging context. Worshipping life overflowing into the daily realities. If we were to go back further in the Bible, if we were to look at the Psalms, they're full of reality and honesty and relevance. They don't shy away from struggle and disappointment as well as joy and thanksgiving. And that's what our worship should be about, should be real. And we'll be seeking to perhaps introduce odd bits of new liturgy which express something of that whole life experience as we continue on this journey. It's been at the heart of Christ Church vision over the last three or four years. That vision that gathered church and scattered living feed each other. We'll be building on some of our past series, Faith on the Frontline, Fruitfulness on the Frontline, blending some of the theory with practice. And that will call us to revisit what worship is all about and how our gathered worship here might better support the whole of life and how the whole of life might be brought into our gathered worship together. Throughout the series, there'll be uh, various sort of video clips and interviews. And uh, we've just got one this morning. Some of you know of Stuart Townend, worship uh, leader, songwriter. And he's someone who is very passionate about that engagement, that connection between everyday life and gathered worship. And uh, just going to show you a, an interview here of him talking about what that looks like for him. Thank you so much for taking time out to uh, chat to us about worship this morning. It's a pleasure. Um, can I ask you first up, what do you love about worship and why is it so important? 
I, I, I love it when the, the people of God come together for a start. I mean, it's wonderful when we, we are all celebrating together. We are sharing our experiences and we are singing together. And singing is a powerful thing to do anyway, isn't it? Um, of who God is, celebrating all that he is, lifting our eyes up together to him uh, and responding and expressing our joy and our hopes together. And there's something really special about that. Of course, worship isn't restricted to the Sunday you know, service, yeah. but actually it is a special moment. It's a more intense sure. sense of worshipping uh, when we're gathered together like that. Yeah, so you mentioned that Sunday morning moment, and I think we're becoming increasingly aware that actually what we do when we gather on a Sunday morning has a real power to shape us for uh, our lives as disciples through the week. Mm. Um, can you just talk a bit about that, the connection you see between our Sunday worship and, and through the week? I think there is a connection, but I'm not sure we always are very good at making that connection. I think for many people, their experience um, as a Christian and as a worshipper can be a little bit of two parallel universes. Yeah. So you can kind of feel um, you're in the church setting and there's a particular kind of way of being there. There's a particular positivity about things. Um, problems seem to be resolved. Um, there's a joy. Well, all of, of these things are, are, are good things in a way, seeing that perspective. But then our daily lives feel very different to that, where it's full of challenges, where sometimes God can feel a long way away, um, where we feel disappointed by things, where prayers sometimes don't seem to be answered. And so we have these two kind of parallel kind of universes that yeah. we live in. And um, neither of those universes, if you like, are the true reality. Because actually when we live in the daily life, God is there. He's close to us and it's a question of learning to recognise where he's at work in us and to recognise and appreciate his closeness and that our relationship is just as vibrant there as it is in the church service. But I, I think what I've focused on in terms of songs recently is thinking more about in the church service how we reflect and how we, uh, I suppose, disciple people in terms of the songs that we sing, not only to recognize the closeness of God in the service, but also to recognize his activity and his call on our lives in daily life. So I think songs are a fantastic way of us connecting those two worlds and making it a single world, because we're not different people when we're in those two different settings. We're the same people, and we need to celebrate who God is in our daily life, but also recognize the human condition if you like, in our church services and in what we sing, which means we will sing songs about disappointment. We will sing songs about when God seems far away. We will sing songs that help us to remember that he is still close to us when we are in our daily lives. And one of those songs that you've written, um, Christ Be In My Waking, could, could you just talk to me a little bit about that song? How did that come about? What was the inspiration behind that? I think it was very much thinking about what, what we've just been talking about, which is this kind of parallel universe and kind of connecting that that and songs do have this amazing ability to stay in the mind in a way that even sermons and uh, books even don't so you know I, I think when we sing songs we can carry them with us and so with that in mind I was thinking why don't we have a song that reminds me that he's there at the beginning of the day he's there through the disappointments through the hurts through the pain He's there in all the different aspects of, of who we are and what we do and helping us. If we sing that song in the church service, maybe we'll remember it yeah. in the day. Mm -hmm. We'll remember it and actually use it as a sort of a, a way of almost like a contemplative thing to help us when we come across the different circumstances that the, that the song mentions. So songs like that can help and shape us and form us more into the likeness of Christ, more responsive to Christ 
in our daily lives. And that's really what I'm trying to do, I think, in, in some of the songs. Right. Perhaps if the musicians can be ready, we're going to uh, sing that song that Stuart uh, talks about in just uh, a few moments. And I hope and I'd really encourage you over these next few weeks to really be thinking about the connections between our Sunday worship and everyday life, the way in which they are brought together, and the way in which the words of our songs, the words of our liturgies are um, impacting us and informing us and relating to our everyday experience. So let's, let's stand together and sing. God be in my waking. It may be new to some of you, but the band will lead us. <laughs>